Hello and welcome to the WADFAM Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. Hey guys, we're back! You're here to talk about Odyssey! Yeah, it's exciting. Here. Um, this is uh, The Green Ring Conspiracy Part 4, which is episode 682, um, and is officially day two of The yes. Green Ring Conspiracy. <laughs> Night has come and gone, and it is like six in the morning when this is happening, like when the episode starts. Yeah. It, it feels like these, DA, these days are very long. Yeah, but it but I think that's only because like we're jumping back and forth between like four different character groupings. Yeah. yeah. Five character groupings. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So like we have we have the yeah. I mean, I guess Polehouse, Wit, Graham are all kind of one thing for mm-hmm. a little while. Now we've got Wit and Monty and We've also got Tanner, but then we haven't even checked in with Matthew and Nelson in a yeah. while. Um, what are they doing? Still poking at the phone, right? Um, yeah. So yes, yeah, so there's there's a lot of different things up in the air, you know, jumping around. We've got a bunch of storylines going on. And I think that's kind of what gives it such this sprawling feel, even though it's only been a day. Yeah. Also, Odyssey never does two episodes that are in a single day. Y- yeah, that really doesn't happen much. I mean, no. with the exception of like maybe imagination station adventures sure like there there are the occasional two-parters that are one story but even mm-hmm. like the stuff we've been covering yeah. the two-parters usually break up and it's separate days now yeah yeah, yeah. like that's ostensibly what the rydell revelations did mm-hmm. that is what um perfect witness does Kidsboro does that other side of the, like all of like i guess all the three parters pretty clearly do yeah and then i guess two parters are maybe a little bit more hey this is all in one day but but even like bernard and joseph is two, two days. days yeah 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 he leaves and comes back to finish the story <laughs> worth it yeah worth it. they do the same thing in uh in the like pokenberry finale or like pokenberry rfd is two days oh yeah the, um yeah, the because the, they leave the cassette and mm-hmm. then they come back yeah, to and then it. They can... Or no, I guess they might just flip it over. Regardless, probably it's, two tapings. It, it, it's a little bit more segmented. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It it is weird, but I I do like it. It mm-hmm. gives me a little bit more of like a last chance detectives feel where mm-hmm. there's like yeah. we get this one album, this one timeline, and they they seem to be making like a conscious effort to relatively. St- stick to something cohesive like that yeah that's actually a really good analogy i hadn't thought of before but like it is like the the mystery thing Mm -hmm. in like and and obviously last chance detectives is what three four parters but it is still that like we've got this kind of sprawling mystery Mm -hmm. that gets developed out over you know multiple hours yeah and it's not weird to have like really long scenes of dialogue or like cutting back and forth between different things that are happening at the same time um to kind of fill out the that time period yeah um for sure um we also we do have a couple uh cast members to to bring up this episode um this is our well so it's our first appearance in a while of um audrey uh, wazolowski as um katrina yeah so God, her voice sounds so different from the other katrinas we've oh covered. yeah like 
you i think i'm only thinking about it because we were doing these like back to back almost or like because we just covered old katrina stuff yeah. and now we're doing this i think normally it feels a little bit more natural it's, it's the same like she's the katrina we talked about back in novacom era mm-hmm. um but this is this is her here um and then we also have this is our first coverage of uh chad riser who's the actor playing monty Oh, okay, yeah, 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 and that is not the older version of the child actor who played it. It is, Richard. in fact, the older version of the child. Yep. Oh, that's right, that's right, and he left in, yep, 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 yep. They truly got, well, and so, so Chad Reiser was Monty originally, he then was Digger for a while, mm-hmm. and he has come back a lot throughout Odyssey. He's been in, like, 50-some episodes, so he he's not well he's not like you know one of their like core people or whatever it it makes sense that they pulled him back in for this because he's so like it's not like they just got him for like he was only ever monty and they mm-hmm. pulled him back in it's like oh no he's been he's been in kind of throughout so yeah, now I'm I'm going through and looking at his uh, his character credits within the show. That's that's insane. I mean, good good for him. Is he a production manager? Various roles. Does he work with the show doing anything other than child acting? I don't. Believe or, not child acting, voice acting. <laughs> no, I believe okay. he is just. I, I his his only involvement with Odyssey is that. Okay. Um, and yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's fun that uh that they did it that yeah. is really cool I, I like the keeping him around and bringing him back in for this and it's just yeah shout it's, outs it's... to old heads like us that remember young monty <laughs> yeah and even i am like i barely remember original monty i mean it's not like yeah. he's, monty is a character who's been in a ton of episodes no no i mean he really is only heavily featured in like the first couple albums like, yeah for sure like, and he, well even then it's like i don't know a little light yeah like he's like in one album when they're on i think was it album three or album four they're um on vacation in odyssey and so there's like a bit of a running arc in different episodes about like him and his sister, him and his, yeah. you know, him and Odyssey there, and other stuff. There are, he is in six episodes prior to what we're now covering. Wow. So he. So he's not, not even, wow. Right. He was in the original Family Portraits album on mm-hmm. two episodes that were then later remade. Okay. At, or re-aired as regular episodes of the show. And then he, so those were on like the first or second album. Yeah of odyssey and then he was back on for the ice fishing album whatever mm-hmm. that is thin ice yeah. on thin ice yeah on thin, on thin ice, ice. Is, yeah um and it has th- four episodes on that ep- on that album yeah that's the one i'm talking and about and then and then he's and then he's out of there until now wow wow and, i can't believe that was the last yep. wow well, it's interesting too considering that they have him as an actor on the show all throughout yeah why they just don't want to give Wit a relationship with his grandson i don't know yeah and then he gets yeah he, he does get name dropped you know from yeah. time to time that's not like i i feel like actually even looking at the credits here yep name dropped in four christmas episodes and <laughs> the mortal coil 
Well, of course, Which, naturally. Right, but it's just like any time <laughs> Wit would talk about his family, yeah. that's when Monty's acknowledged. Yeah. Otherwise, we just kind of like, uh, yeah, well, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. So, so, yeah. That, but he's uh, Wit's grandson, and mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's that, that part doesn't sit well with the... The, the gap and and uh, how little knowledge Wit has, despite working for the Secret Service, like or working with the Secret Service, you know, he's he's God. He is not subject to any law, but it is a little frustrating. Anywho, do yep. we have a promo for this episode? Uh, we do, in fact, have a promo. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, everyone wants the same thing. Somebody has to stop and just tell me what's going on. Marty, you have to sit down and tell me what's going on. You can tell me what's going on here, or you can come with me to the station. Will somebody please stop and tell me what's going on? To get your answers, listen to the next episode in the Green Ring Conspiracy on Adventures in Odyssey. stellar promo yeah and actually a pretty accurate subscription uh, subscription description of what is happening here i did they i guess that had to have been a conscious choice in the script right because i just i want to know who's like listening through this episode and going like oh that's the thread we can yeah. pull for the promo Tell them what's going on. I know. Expositional dialogue. That'll get them to listen. <laughs> yeah, Not me. It, it is... Right. It is an exposition-heavy episode. It also is... We are four episodes into this saga, and this episode answers so many... Like, solves so many mysteries? Yes. Where is it going? I mean, obviously it's going to build on it, but yeah, no. For it, sure, it, but it, it is... It is weird and it's like a nice satisfaction i think similar to like in the first episode where it was like oh they found a phone in the woods oh it's dirtbags phone like we immediately find out this episode feels like all right we're just gonna close off a lot of like questions you have and we'll Mm -hmm. we'll get into that as we go um it starts with the scene referenced heavily in that promo which is connie at wit's end getting filled in on everything yeah and it's like wow so eugene is moving stuff into a room in wit's end for katrina to tutor students out of it is yep. katrina there as well at correct the time? okay correct. so she's she's the the female voice that is also <laughs> contributing to the the recap being yeah. done to connie in like kind of uh like very like what maybe 80s 90s sitcom-esque like oh the main characters are running past the person uh-huh. who doesn't know what's going on and giving them snippets of information but, but isn't actually answering the question really well really well engineered though oh for, my gosh for what yeah. it's worth yeah no this, like, this I, whole episode i have a note later when they're at a uh, trickle lake that that water sounds very wet not gonna lie so yeah there's that um yeah and i've got i've got a big thing to talk about with uh skint's truck then too that's fun. um but it, yeah just sound engineering all around uh good mm-hmm. um but the but yeah so so they are eugene and katrina are renovating their basement so eugene is taking over a they're taking katrina is going to work in the room next to its office which has been mm-hmm. emptied to tutor kids rather than their basement which seems like a good call yeah 
great. I mean, why wouldn't they just do that in the first place? I agree. Keep your basement for something else. Yeah. Also, I don't know, tutoring kids in your basement versus, like, the local ice cream shop. Yeah. One of those seems better. We can do hands-on learning at Wits End, or we can sit on some carpet squares in my uh Unfinished my basement, yeah. <laughs> because they're renovating it. Yep. So it was not finished. Don't mind the mold smell. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe it was like a half finish. Maybe we got like an Andrew Sabo basement thing yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. It's not quite the dungeon <laughs> that my parents have. That's... Your house is a lot older than mine. Um, my parents tried to finish our basement, and then they just had more kids instead. <laughs> An A-plus strategy. Yeah. Um, Basement's still unfinished, so that's a success on their part. Um. Anyways. So... So, right, Eugene's, they're, they're walking past Connie and giving her, uh, you know, bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but the gist is like, hey, you know, plane crash, counterfeit money, um, Monty's in town, which Katrina tells Connie about Monty, and I'm just like, how? What? No, it was just like, it was supposed to be this, like, secret, mm-hmm. and then like, okay, no biggie, like, we'll just, like, Eugene already knows. Fine. I guess he's going to tell his wife. Sure. She's going to tell Connie just for fun and while walking past and yelling. For chaos sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she a... finds out that they're looking for help. Mm-hmm. That, um, and Connie's like, ah, oh, it was me taking an art class, getting me fired. Mm-hmm. Same joke as before. Yep. Um, there's also, this episode has so much, like, Connie and Eugene bickering. And yeah. I was just like, I thought we were past this. Yeah, I get that it's like, oh, you know, this is just how they are. But there's, like, Connie takes so many cheap shots at yeah. Eugene and vice versa where I'm like, all right. Right, it's yeah. very it's very sitcom-y, I guess. But, like, yeah. the whole thing when, like, yeah, Eugene's, like, setting up this room. She's like, ah, oh, did Katrina kick you out? Yeah. Which I'm just like. Right. Yeah, right. or like she's uh, later with the interview, um, Connie makes a joke about Katrina being a good judge of character, except, except for who, who to marry. Right, and then and then Eugene's like looking at her art and like, what even is that? Yeah, I'm like, so, come yeah. on now. Yeah, it's just like, come on, be hospitable, be nice, like, a like each bit. other. Yeah, you guys but, work together. Jeez. Yeah. If I was um, that mean to my coworkers, I would actually get fired. <laughs> I don't know. I am, I am that mean to some of my coworkers, but like in in like a ribbing way. Well, yeah, 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 no, yeah. And maybe that's the case, but I think that is what Connie is going for. It's just maybe not. It's not well done. <laughs> no. Um. So then, then yeah, all this builds to Connie screaming. Mm-hmm. Um. Will somebody tell me what's going on? Yep. And Katrina just steps in beautifully and mm-hmm. is just like, with the utmost grace, mm-hmm. is just like, let's grab some tea and I'll, I'll fill you in. Yeah, she's so nice. <laughs> she really is. Katrina is, this is a great Katrina episode. It she, is, she is yeah. A, like, I kind of forgot how much I liked what they did with her character and like kind of the maternal role that she ends up playing. Um, especially in this era of the show where it's like pre them adopting Buck. So... Spoiler. Oh, spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> We've talked about it before. Yeah. Um. Probably. I don't know. The episode came out like a while ago. I don't know. Yeah. We're we're fine. Um. So. So. Uh. Then we cut. Uh, that's the end of the scene, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then, the, then we cut to Wit and Monty back at the house, which is where the last episode left off, right? Uh, was Wit finding Monty? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He walks in, Monty's collapsed on the floor. Yeah. We're now the next morning. Mm-hmm. He's bringing Monty in breakfast. We find out that Dr. Graham was there overnight. Yeah. Um, that she came in in secret and just did a favor for Wit. Definitely illegal. Definitely against a lot of rules as far as medicine and legality is concerned. Yeah, but but she's helping out Wit, and you know, I ship it. <laughs> Wit and Graham. I mean, there are worse pairings, folks. Yeah, uh, John Avery Graham. It I would like be it. his final uh, form in his God metamorphosis. <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, that's awfully progressive, Wit taking Dr. Graham's last I know, I like it. But it's better than Lily Whitaker. Mm, It just doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue as well. Anyway, uh, so he broke in through the window, um, and, you know, we get that, like, a little brief acknowledgement. I don't know if that was established in the previous episode or not. Um, This is also when... No, 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 because the last episode, Wit goes, why is my door open? Yeah. And then walks in. (laughs) Yeah, and he broke in through the window. Maybe he broke in through the window and then unlocked the door. So my first thought was perhaps it's uh, like a like a screen porch situation where the porch door was open, but there's a window to the living room on the porch. I mean, it's a stretch. It is. So right, this this is the problem. And this episode, I'm gonna have a couple of these moments. Or maybe when you, just you really are mad. doing a show, and I know, like, when you are making a show that is all plotted out at the same time, mm-hmm. recorded as one continuous story and released, I am going to be way harder on it. Yeah, of course. Than when, like, you get, like, a Rydell mm-hmm. or a Blackard or even a Novacom where it's, like, stretched out mm-hmm. over years. Yeah. Yeah. When you take the whole, like, okay, Odyssey's. Are they playing the continuity game right now? Or are they right. not? And you can tell in certain sagas and plot, you know, for plot reasons, they they cling to it more so. But but here, where they're really, like we established earlier, they're, like, working off of a template very specifically. It's just like, you end, I don't know how they missed this. <laughs> right, you end an episode on, huh, my door's unlocked, and then start the next one with, my window is yeah. broken. So, and then you get, like, a couple lines of dialogue. Like, it's not like it's not acknowledged within the show. So, yeah. <laughs> we love yeah. it. It's a little weird. But, you know. Maybe Dr. Graham broke the window. Oh. <laughs> now, that's the thing. She swung in, like, Spider-Man and just yeah. <laughs> broke through I like like, it. the picture window. Um, We also, so, this is Monty's first time waking up, like, mm-hmm. and seeing Wit. So, mm-hmm. he had been out the whole night. Mm-hmm. Um. He kind of, he, he's not even slightly surprised that Wit knows everything. Yeah. Which is really weird. He doesn't, he's not surprised that Wit knows he's a secret agent. Nor is he surprised that, like, he's put together this much of the mystery and, like, knows all these characters. Yeah, and oh, that 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 plane ride. He must have put together a lot of pieces emotionally to come into this moment, very calm and collected. <laughs> well, it's just it's it's weird because yeah, because he's immediately like, 
you know, Wit's kind of filling him in and was like, look, I spoke to your mom. Like, I spoke to Janin. She's, you know, she's not going to come. And he's like, how would you pull that off? Like, we can never talk her out of anything. Because, you know, Janna's strong-willed. That's her thing. Uh, or stubborn. I she only know. gets the one thing. <laughs> yeah, she does. Rip. Um, <laughs> and, but the the thing there is... So it's like, you know, yeah, I talked her out of it, you know, whatever. You know, she thinks that you're, that you work at some place in Des Moines, like you work as a food inspector in Des Moines. Mm -hmm. Wait, you thought that until yesterday. Yeah. Maury has no, what? Maury. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see it, but I just finger gun shot myself, folks. Yeah, no, it's, uh, never mind. (laughs) Maury. The, the, yeah, Ma- Mati has no way of, like, knowing that Wit knows. Yeah. No, he, there's there's he no way. He's such a bad secret agent if he just wakes up like, from being unconscious and is like, oh, yeah, you know I'm a secret agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No need to hide this. No. Did, maybe there was a conversation, not, you know, off air, where, uh, when he was younger, Wit told him, <laughs> like. But Wit didn't know. <laughs> No, yeah. We established no that last episode. There is no it's way. So, uh, it's yeah. It is. It's just weird. Um, it's it's a very clear like, oh, the like we as the audience can put this together. So we're just gonna like gloss over the characters doing it. Yeah, and yeah. it's just yeah. It's well, and Wit definitely in this episode gets a, like more of a kind of caretaker role on Tamanti, mm-hmm. and so I think in this scene, that kind of assumption of knowledge is just goes to prove that like you know. Wit has it all figured out, and he has it taken care of. Like, you know, I told the doctor that this is true, and this is true, and you're going to call your mom and explain everything, which better be true, you know, in the classic, like, grandpa moment. Um, So, you know, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. They just kind of gloss over the logistics of it for the sake of giving Wit his uh, paternal moment in the sun. Yeah, yeah, and it's, right, it's not like it's, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just a weird flaw. Uh, so this is when, so Monty says the pilot doesn't know anything. They're talking about, obviously, everything that happened with the plane crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dirk staggering away, talking to Wally Hagler. Um, and then... Wait, he doesn't know about that. Yeah, it's, it's mentioned in the scene, isn't it? Oh, does does Wit bring it up? Yeah, Wit, Wit oh, explains okay. it. He's catching them all up. Gotcha. A part of the massive amount of expositional dialogue in this right. episode. Right. Yeah, I, I, right, I was trying to hit more on like what's the new stuff Mm -hmm. and monty brings up that he's like someone on his team was working for the counterfeiters and he thinks it's going to be tanner yeah yes which Um, is shocker well yeah and then we jump to a scene between tanner and pole house where pole house asks like uh about about her agents and she reveals that she's flying solo Mm -hmm. um She's going to Connellsville. So there's... Right. To talk to the pilot, I think? Well, so th- th- this is the thing. So 
Pole House is, it, she asks him about stuff. He's like, mm. you know, about the engraver, about the paper, just about how good the counterfeits are. Oh, they found Monty and Dirk's fingerprints on there, mm-hmm. as well as a partial that doesn't match anything and definitely will never matter. Yeah, certainly um, not. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, did, does this mean Buck was reading Oliver Twist with gloves on? We'll get to that later. Um, as one does, I suppose. <laughs> no, yeah, there, there, there's actually an explanation. Um... And then the, uh, yeah, so there's there's a paper mill mm-hmm. in Connellsville that makes the special paper. Fiber Touch 132. Right. But the pilot's also in Connellsville. And Tanner says, I'm going to go check, I'm going to go to Connellsville and check on the pilot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you? Or are you going to this paper mill? Hmm. hmm. Suspicious Tanner. And she might actually be going to, you know, the pilot, but we'll see. And she he's like ah yeah when's your backup coming she's like nah nah it's just me buddy um certainly nothing sketchy here yeah uh and so yeah pole house um she trusts pole house and his team to find monty yeah oh also it's uh it's five thousand uh twenty dollar bills yep so that's a hundred thousand bucks yeah and and this they get the uh this is a very interesting scene between pole house and tanger just because it Tanner is in the previous episodes has kind of been like the um the authority in the situation and has the most knowledge and now the roles are being reversed whereas she's taking a step back and certainly not looking suspicious at all and just being like oh yeah you police you just go you know the area better than we do like you figure it out you got this I believe in you uh whereas like (laughs) you know two episodes ago they were like we have like one cop car in this entire town (laughs) right there's this whole thing too in the wit and monty scene where monty's like oh like are we being watched and wit's like no Mm. which is another interesting because we set up last episode that they were going to be watched when did we set that up when wit leaves and pole house goes are you really gonna let him go alone oh yeah yeah, yeah, no absolutely not and then she totally does yep oh yeah huh Huh. Sketch. Uh-huh. Maybe she sent Dr. Lily Graham to watch Wit. Oh. And that's when they fell in love. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Write your fanfics and send them to us at wadfamchockpot at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll read them out on the Patreon. <laughs> um, and so... I'll read them before bed at night. <laughs> no actually mm -mm. nope can't promise as to when i will be reading them but i will read them (laughs) so we we jump to the next scene uh which is buck and mr skint uh outside of wit's end kind of like across the park yeah um they're in skint's truck Mm -hmm. um and uh we've got yeah, Buck is going into Wit's End. Skin's Buck, my like, boy, is going into Wit's End. Buck, my boy. Um, <laughs> Skin's got to keep, you know, is trying to keep a low profile. And mm-hmm. then he uh, throws out the idea of like, oh, I got a really good idea. We could go plant some evidence on Wally Hagler. Um, and Buck's like, but won't Archie like be mad that he's his brother? And Skin's like, there's blood between them, but they ain't, ain't brothers, brothers. If you know Ooh. what I mean, Buck, my boy. <laughs> It's like I'm dropping you off for the first day of school. Oh yeah, yeah, and and so so the uh, the the thing in this scene and throughout we have so there's a 
good long bit in in the new official guide about this, and it really shows, which is the pickup sounds mm-hmm. for his truck. Yeah. Phenomenal. This sounds like it's just was recorded inside of a truck. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they they went um they went to this is a uh, Ru- Rudy Hare is the mastering engineer for Adventures in Odyssey. Okay. Um and so he was like behind all this and he's mm-hmm. got the little blurb in the book where he talks about like going to um he having a friend who had a 69 Dodge pickup. And they just, like, climbed in it and recorded everything. All of the sounds. Right. Just opening, closing doors, jumping Mm -hmm. in and out of it, slamming the tailgate, sounds of driving. They got, like, the mic in the cab while it's driving, out of the cab while it's driving. Just, like, all of the sounds. The car driving up. The car driving away. Just, like, yeah. It is... And it really shows... Because, like, stuff like Wit's car just feels like generic car. Yeah, car sound. (laughs) Whereas, right, it feels like, okay, you grabbed, like, a car sound from a library Mm -hmm. or whatnot. Whereas Skint's truck sounds distinct. Yeah. Like, it's one of the few times that there is, like, a, like, a inanimate object that Mm -hmm. is that, like, specifically designed. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool to hear all of this. Yeah, all of the, the, the talking about this. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was crazy, um, just in the way that the sound kind of, like, the sound muffles inside the cabin, and, like, when you open the door, mm-hmm. you hear that slight, subtle change in, I guess, acoustics. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it, that's really interesting that that was how they did it. Wow. I love, I love that Foley work. hmm Odyssey should win every award for Foley work. <laughs> Other things, debatable, but... Yeah, but I mean, what else does Odyssey have going for it? Not much. <laughs> this podcast! Yes, that's... Yep, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and then the, the scene ends with the iconic line, another one branded on my brain, uh, find that Appleberry. <laughs> it's not a good, not a good Mr. Skint impression, no. but... Uh, no, my 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 skin impression is is more of a rhythm thing than a voice thing. I can't mm-hmm. do the voice, yeah, but I can kind of get in that like very skinty yeah. like groove. Yeah, no, there's 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 some. Is it twang? Is it just? I mean, there is like he does have like a southern twang, but there's yeah. there's something just about like the pacing, yeah, to it. Um, that yeah, that really I don't know that I feel like okay, I can I can handle that. And it's just, you know, David Selby killing it with, like, a, such a specific voice. Yeah, amazing. Um, so then we cut back to Wit and Monty. Uh, they're still at Wit's house, and Monty's getting changed into Jason's clothes. Love um, that little detail. Yeah, really great. Uh, Jason left them there. Wow, these clothes, probably pretty old, not gonna lie. Uh, that crusty, uh, been in the closet too long shirt feel. Uh, I mean, Jason was there in album 48 is, I think, the last time he was there. So, it's only been five, five albums. Five albums, undisclosed amount of time. We'll right. say, we'll say two years, maybe. Yeah. That's true. It could be worse. Yeah. It could be worse. Absolutely. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, so yeah, we've got uh we've got uh a paranoid Dirk. Mm-hmm. Um and so there there's this whole thing where Monty got a call from um oh no no sorry this is this is actually before that even he's yeah. just talking about like why he went radio silent he's just like dirk all of a sudden was paranoid wouldn't mm-hmm. let him out of his sight mm-hmm. um and then deci- and then announced out of nowhere that they were going to odyssey mm-hmm. um and which just you know to meet up with some of the best counterfeiters in the country and wit says in the most like lamp shady way possible in odyssey of all places odyssey. which is just like wait you should know by now, everything happens in Odyssey, because that's where you are. Exactly. And even when it's not where you are, it's where Wit's End is? Because, like, yeah. you left, and still everything happened the there. Oh, I think. Like, in the in the way that we have North and South Poles for magnetic energy, I believe that Wit's End is, is the, the North Pole for uh, moral absolutism, I believe. Probably, and and there's also if not the mecca, right? There there might also be like I don't know a lot of like more like you know alien or supernatural shows and whatnot talk about like flaps in like space time, yeah. And it's like that, but for like sp- ambiguous spiritual warfare. Mmm, flaps. <laughs> spiritual flaps. Yeah, the best kind of flap. So yeah. Th- Wit then is oh Ma- Monty's like it. well Monty makes a comment about like oh like did you ever have you know counterfeit before and it's like oh there was like a thing with counterfeit money a few years ago which was him saying a few years ago so there was one other counterfeit money thing mm-hmm. in Odyssey mm-hmm. Isaac Morton found it in album thirteen he found a backpack full of counterfeit money money in Gower's field. So, like, that does seem like a very specific thing to reference here, but then Wit's like, oh, yeah, there was that thing from a few years ago. And I'm like, Wit, like... It's definitely more than a few. Right, well, I mean, it's basically Monty's entire... Like, the entire time since Monty was gone. You would remember, actually. Yeah, you you remember Isaac Morton? Yeah. (laughs) You were, like, uh, like, 12. His mom was the doctor before Lily Graham. Yeah. Who I also married. <laughs> yeah, so this is, uh, they, they talk about the, the samples being exchanged at Trickle Lake. And so right. they're going to go and look at the spot where, um, him and Dirk exchanged the backpacks with the counterfeit money yep. and everything. And then Wit tells him to get in the, the trunk. trunk. <laughs> I hope my trunk is clean. Mine is not. I'll tell you what, I was vacuuming out my car today. Poof, did not touch the trunk. My trunk is always clean. I keep essentially nothing in my trunk. I should keep essentially nothing in my trunk. There's a blanket in there, and then, like, the stuff you need for when your car breaks down. Mm-hmm. And that is it. I have um, two rusted-out rotors that I need to take to AutoZone, two toboggans, a nursing bag... And uh, a pair of shoes and a pair of sweatpants that would fit a 8th grade boy. You guys know we're recording these in advance. But for the record, it is mid-April and Andrew has two (laughs) toboggans in his car. (laughs) Yes. And we don't live at the North Pole. No, no, no. Mm -mm. Uh, I could just easily take them out. That is the play. Actually, 
there's a there's a story behind why those toboggans are in my trunk, but that's for another time. Okay, uh, subscribe to our Patreon for that story. <laughs> um, or uh, maybe just wait for Andrew to go live on the Instagram. It'll happen eventually, yeah. right? <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Could be spicy. <laughs> terrifying thought yeah terrible no 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 the audience our viewership would definitely go down there's no way uh, i don't, I don't think know. you've go got up. you've got a pretty face well thank you but <laughs> i'm afraid as to what uh raw unfiltered andrew might do to our current uh fan base you can be filtered that's fair. um we did a live episode it has been done, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we we then jump to back to Wit's End. Buck walks in, um, and uh Eugene and is yeah, talks to Mr. Eugene, and Eugene's like, ah, oh, you can just call me Eugene. However, I will call everyone else not Ms. Kendall. <laughs> right. This is the thing. He calls his only friends yes. Connie and Wit. Ms. Kendall, Mr. Whitaker, exclusively. Yeah, he's not really setting a good standard here. No, and that and that's arguably Mr. Eugene is less formal. Yeah. Cause that's a Mr. First Name thing. Mm-hmm. Which that is uh when I when I uh you know, I'm out in schools and have to interact with students and whatnot for my job and mm-hmm. whatever. I am, I am, I, I get Mr. Dylan. You get Mr. Dylan. Correct. That must be fun. I, I, do you I'm enjoy ex- it? Does yeah. It, yeah. It it, it's nice. Like I'm explicitly not Mr. Weaver. That like, is. Yeah. Like teachers. Cause yeah, the, the whole thing where like teachers call each other, Mr. And Mrs. It's just mm-hmm. so weird. I mean, I understand why you have to do it, mm-hmm. but, but I'm just like, Oh no, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm sticking with so yeah. Te- teachers know me as Dylan, and students know me as Mr. Dylan. <laughs> I think uh, I think Mr. Andrew will probably be the way that I go until I become Doctor Andrew, which will, that'll be fun. Right. Or or Auntie Clementine. Or Auntie Clementine, but that's only on Thursday nights after ten. <laughs> so the um, Katrina is going to do the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, yeah. Eugene's like, oh yeah, he's talking to Connie, and she, she's like, you know, Katrina's gonna be doing the interviews. Um, and then we literally cut to Katrina doing the interview. I like didn't expect her to be like literally doing it right then and there, mm-hmm. but like, boy, is she! So Buck goes up there, and yeah, well, and it's like basically, it's weird because Wit put out this application, and typically he does all the screening and. Eugene's kind of like, oh, well, I was given instructions to Connie. And Connie's like, oh, what? Okay, whatever. And then it turns out that his instructions was to have Katrina do the interview, which are Wit's instructions, which, right. again, Connie feels then even more upset because, of course, Connie's left out right writing. Um, thumbs just thumbs up. Great job. Not recycled material at all. No, no. We, we, we love when Connie is kept in the dark. Mm-hmm. And then when she understandably but still frustratingly explodes yes yeah i'm like we get it connie because the writers put you in this circumstance that is the way to respond yeah when you're treated poorly sometimes you act yeah act out um um yeah and so katrina's up there interviewing buck Mm -hmm. um she asks him why he moves around so much if his 
dad's in the military. He's like, well, no, I don't have parents. My guardian is Mr. Skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's, he's a scout for carnivals, which mm-hmm. is the first time we actually get to hear what his official yeah. job title is. Yeah, his, uh, what, what, what he files on his taxes. Right. You know. Carnival scout. Or no, he's like manager of... Like entertainment something. Mo- for mo- mobile entertainment manager, I think. Yeah. Which... Is that I suppose that's going to be significantly different than like sedentary entertainment management, but um. <laughs> yes, um, and so yeah. Uh, oh, she wants him to take an aptitude test. That's right. where the scene. Yep, uh, ends. and then we end, and then we jump over to the paper mill where Pole House is talking to Andy Jackson. <laughs> right. Mr. $20 himself. Yep. Andy, don't call me Andrew Jackson. Jackson. <sighs> don't call me Andrew under any circumstances. I only go by Andy. Right. If you actually know me, you know that my skin curls when, whenever I'm called Andy. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Never call, never call him Andy. Occasionally he gets Drew, mm-hmm. specifically yeah. from his family. Mm-hmm. But, I, I don't mind. If you call me Drew, you know, out in the wild, that's... Uh, you know, right. it's, too, it, it's more confusing, I will say. I know a lot of Drews. Uh, right. I don't know any other people that are Andrew that go by Andrew. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, friend of the show, Drew Huber, mm-hmm. does occasionally go by Andrew. And but only from his parents, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? Yeah, well, but he also... I mean, that's what he does. Like, he that's his, like, official, like, anytime... Yeah. Anytime he's doing anything professionally, it's under Andrew. Oh, that is which, weird. Which means him being in on our show was not considered professional, even well, though he did more research than we ever have. <laughs> but we didn't pay him for it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> we Don't. paid him an exposure to our massive audience. Yes, sir, C- certainly. Um, and so, 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 uh, Andy Jack is talking about um a large order that was placed for this very specific paper mm-hmm. um, that Pole House was investigating. He's like, hey, have there been any large orders of this paper? And he's like, oh, in fact, there was from one place. You know, it was called Green Ring Publishing. And they, and paid? they paid in cash. <laughs> yeah. And the buyer's name was John Smith. And his building is now vacant with no forwarding address. Nothing suspicious here. <laughs> Should I be worried about that cash? <laughs> Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, but Pole House sucks, so he doesn't tell him that. No, he just leaves. <laughs> like, I know. He can't just say, like, yeah, check to see if it's counterfeit, man. If t- if Tanner hasn't already come, she is going to come, and this guy has no warning. Yeah. And he already suspects Tanner, which yeah. we get yeah. later. Um, and Andy Jackson is voiced by Bob Hoos, which just, like, Bob Hoos... He, like killed it on this one yeah he's he's so good for just being like bit roles in odyssey episodes mm-hmm. like it is kind of amazing that he has such a variety of voices and yet they've never actually used him as anyone like major right yeah like he just play i mean aside from writing and directing the show he just plays like these bit characters in one episode and I, yeah, I, it's always good. Maybe he really hates it, but he's super good at it. It's just, yeah, it's like we hear there are a lot of these like, hey, we get writers in and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they oftentimes only do a couple and they don't have like a ton of voice variants and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, but yeah, he's. No, he does a really good job. And like, 
I think it's the slight eccentrism that he kind of throws into it, but I it totally works, um, especially within the context of Odyssey. Yeah, like it would be interesting to hear him talk, but I feel like unlike the unlike a lot of these people, like even like Phil Lawler when he voices Glossman is just doing his own voice. Yeah. Or like Chuck Bolte as George Barkley is just doing his own voice. Mm-hmm. I feel like Bob Hoos always makes a choice. Yeah. Which oh, is definitely. what like keeps it split up. But still, it's like, yeah, I don't know. And That's a lot of choices to have to make. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there's a season parking sticker on the... Oh, um, yeah. Important information okay. before yeah, yeah. Pole House leaves. Yep. He saw the the person driving away who paid for the order in cash uh in a pickup truck and there was a boy with him about 14 or 15 right he's got a beard long hair Mm -hmm. um taller and on his car is a trickle lake season parking ticket or parking pass Mm -hmm. and it's just like okay so you didn't remember this order a minute ago. It is like the like the John Mulaney bit yeah. about like you know detective sh- about law and order mm-hmm. and like how like you, the New York bartender who remembers everyone. Everything. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I realize Odyssey is a small town, but you're like, okay, like I walked out there because he left his receipt so i went Mm -hmm. out and he was in this old pickup truck and there was a kid there and we're like okay so if we weren't sure that it was skint already it's absolutely skint and buck and then he's like not only was there a kid and this old truck but there was a parking pass not just for any place but specifically for trickle lake and i noticed that and i remembered that and i'm now telling you detective months later so now is when we have to make the Trickle Lake parking pass sticker and put it on the uh, put it on the T public. Michaela, you have your call to arms. The gauntlet has been thrown. The yeah. So so we then right. He he asks then about like mm-hmm. oh should I be worried about that cash? And Polas is just like bye bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here because I suck. Yeah. Even though, like, I don't even think Pole House sucks at this point. No, no, no. He's, I mean, they, like, anytime he show, anytime he's interacting with Wally is a different story. But just like on a whole, the man's doing a the man's doing a good job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Certainly. He's a little gruff, but he doesn't seem like he's. Nah, he seems like he's good at his job. Yeah. And just a really a big jerk to Wally for right. Really, no reason. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, his family sucks, and he's also a jerk to jay and whatever but but otherwise you know he's okay so we then jump to the doc which when we were talking about this er Mm -hmm. earlier of like the hey we're gonna set something up and immediately answer it without any question yeah so we jump and wit and monty trickle lake (laughs) right all right all right trickle lake they're walking around doc c monty makes a comment about like oh boy it's really changed a lot since when i was here Mm -hmm. referencing album seven when they Mm -hmm. went fishing at trickle lake also, like, I guess he's just doing it for small talk with Wit, but he was on this dock before. This is not new to him. Like, yeah. he was on this two days ago or whatever when he did the deal. Well, you see, he was uh, undercover with Dirk, so he had to act like he had never been there before. <laughs> right, for sure. Um, and yeah, he explains this is where they met the counterfeiter. And then Wit's like, oh, yes, they have done a lot here at Trickle Lake. There's even a private club over there that has its own parking. 
a thing that normal people say in conversation all the time. I'm always like, yeah, yeah, look, look, look at that. Look at that, you know, nice big ranch over there. They, they've got their own parking. Good. Congratulations! That bagel they, shop has its own parking. Yeah, it, it it has its own parking. You know, they have a pink sticker that's in the right corner of cars, and they yeah. only give it to to full paying members. And, and they change the color every month so that you know who. Like, it's just like, wait, why? 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 <laughs> thank you. Also, no, thank you. Yeah, um, and then he starts talking about the man he met and says like, long hair, tall, beard, and we're like, oh. So this is also skin. And then just to clear it up for us, in his recapping, we flash back into skin's talking. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. If you weren't positive that skin was the person here, now you are. Yep. There's no questions about it. It was definitely not one. Yeah. Uh and so Skint then pulls a gun on them. Um, so he goes. Well, yeah, yeah. So th- this is in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> not, not. Yeah, this yeah. is in the flashback. So, so he's explaining like they brought their. They each brought a backpack, mm-hmm. and Skint had them like took the money out of his backpack and put it into theirs. Mm-hmm. So the Oliver Twist book was not Bucks. Yeah. All that spec- fun speculation we had last yeah, episode. It's Monty's book, isn't it? It was in Monty's backpack or Monty and Dirk's backpack. Mm -hmm. So the thing that, so Buck left something in that backpack though. Huh? We thought it was the book, but it's not. What could it be? Oh, don't worry. They'll explain it in 10 seconds. Probably several toothpicks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, then Skint pulls out a gun and tells them to take everything out of their pockets and put it in the bag just Mm -hmm. for insurance as he Mm -hmm. like makes his escape. And then, um, yeah, then we get Monty going like, oh, this boathouse, and this is like a public dock, and this mm-hmm. we're back in the present now, and he busts down the door. Yeah. Be a shame yeah. if, oh, someone, yeah. <laughs> if someone broke this old wood, break. Yeah. Was, wow, this door doesn't seem very sturdy. If I were just to pull on it, and then it just right open, and Wit's like, glosses over it. He's just like, oh, I'll, I'll talk to the... the yeah, owner. I'll talk to the groundskeeper later or whatever. Yep. Um, and they find the empty backpack in the boathouse. And it's fully empty, except... In there's the side a, pocket. <laughs> or back pocket. Back pocket, there's a disc with hearts on it. Ooh. And this is Bucks, we assume. Yes. This is the thing that he was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I guess I won't be afraid that I left it there. Yeah. But... But I wonder they, what it is. Now they I, have it, and they can well, get fingerprints. And yes, is this is this from is a, it a deceased mix CD? parent? Is this from a lover? Yeah, that's what, what I was what's, thinking. What's the situation here? Who puts hearts on a CD? I, again, only in my experience, only ever been for uh, for SOs. So we'll find out. Mm-hmm. I, Time is will it tell. explained? Is it explained? Or, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Well, that's exciting. I clearly, last episode, if you listened, thought that he was reading that his oh, the thing yeah, he left yeah, yeah, was Oliver's yeah. twist. Like, Oliver's twist. <laughs> no, nope, that's, that's canon now. Yep. <laughs> Fuck Oliver's twist. We'll get that by the end of the arc. That was a quality joke there. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and then immediately, Pole House walks in and is like, you guys are under arrest. Yeah. Great. Yeah, great. Awesome. I mean, 
obviously makes sense. You know, he was coming there anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to Eugene and Connie at wit's end. Connie is sketching the salt shaker and goes through this, like... Right. So, wait, wait, wait. So, can we establish... Right. Pole House is going to Trickle Lake because of the... the sticker. Uh, because of the sticker on the car. Yes. Naturally. And, and then, then gets there, starts walking down the dock, and sees a broken door... Presumably, and then is like, wait, Monty, you're under arrest. Yeah, yeah, p- pretty much. Uh, my guess is maybe he he recognized Wit's Torcel and then just uh, saw the broken door. Mayhaps. I mean, you know, he's already had some run-ins with the law. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Wit's you know very famous for his run-ins with the law. Well, mostly uh, running into the law, disregarding that it's there, and then suffering no consequences. Right. Um, you know. Because he's old and white. Yeah! <laughs> and also God? So, yeah, so we then jump to back to Wit's End, mm-hmm. where Connie is sketching a pepper shaker that's knocked over on a piece of paper, and Eugene's trashing it. Yeah, And then wonderful. Connie's like, oh, am I, do I Do you think I have confidence? issues with confidence? And Eugene's like, no, you're confident whether or not you're wrong or not. And uh, you're confident in giving other people advice. Yeah. <laughs> he says these, like, not terrible things in a very sinister way. Right. Um, this is the thing. And then he brings up the, or Connie brings up the business idea about copy, copying, you know, famous art. Um and this is when, like, Buck walks past them on the way out and says bye to everybody. Uh, like, what, see you later or see you see you soon. Um, and this is when Katrina kind of reveals that, okay, so, you know, he's super bright, but um, he doesn't have a lot of formal education. And He's 14, but he seems way older. Yeah, and uh, but they want him to work there. Yeah, she's, she hired him. Pending wit's approval. Yeah. And then she says, or yours, I guess. Yeah. Of just like, kind of like, I guess Connie and Eugene can make this decision. A signature from, um, from Buck's Guardian. Right. Well, yeah, he needs a signature to work there because he is 14. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so she was going to just have him take it and get it signed. But then when he was skittish about that, she was like, oh, like, let's have him come in. Yeah. Which is just some great improv on Katrina's part, where it's just, like, she, it just showcases, like, her, like, intuitiveness and her people Mm -hmm. skills, and that she, like, picked up on this thing that was going on. Yeah. I'm surprised Intuition, not intuitiveness. I do that all the time. All right. I'm gonna have to Google the difference later. (laughs) (laughs) Intuition is the noun. Intuitive is the adjective, and then I turn that intuitive as the adjective back into a noun by adding a suffix when I should have just removed a suffix. Yeah, I didn't do well in grammar, but thank you for explaining that to me. I do appreciate it. Anytime. Um, yeah, he, yeah, a lot of charm. Buck's really skittish about skint coming in which yeah like, of course but katrina is super sympathetic and eugene picks up on it and he's like um you know i i've seen that look in your eye i know it it's like what normally you- around like lost puppies or the occasional student yeah and katrina is like it's a really cute moment where katrina knows that eugene knows um and she sees right through it and she's like well you know maybe i just am concerned i suppose I know, and I love it knowing where this goes 
whether or not it was intentionally seated in at this point, I just, I like that Katrina cares. I think more than feeling like motherly, she just feels like a good teacher. Yeah, a really good teacher. I don't think that she feels motherly at all. I think that she feels like a... Yeah, like a good tutor. Or, or like a youth group leader. Yeah, we, love, we do love some good youth group leaders. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a really good scene. And like we said, it's great, great Katrina episode overall. Um, the next <laughs> scene is then uh, Monty and Wit and Pull House. We jump back to it. Yep. And this is Wit being like, why are you arresting us? Right. After the previous scene, we just established breaking and entering. And then Pull House is like... Well, for starters, breaking and entering. Yeah, but he does it kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Like, it's like a great, like, you know, you clearly broke into this, like, very sophisticated building. Yeah. Like, it's, I, I yeah, I just, I, Poe House works for me in this scene. And then he's basically like, look, if you guys level with me, like, I'm not gonna, like, I, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna arrest you. Let's just, like, get all the cards out here on the table. Yeah, he and, gets Monty to open up, Yeah, and Monty's insane. basically just like, well, and Monty was all, well, that seed was planted earlier by wit. Mm-hmm. And Monty's like, look, you know, I got, when we were, after we finished up the deal, Dirk got this call, wouldn't say anything, then talked to the pilot, changed the flight plan. Monty at that point assumed his cover's blown. They're on this plane. Dirk pulls out a gun. They fight, which is why the plane goes down. The backpack Mm -hmm. falls out in the midst of all of it. Um, And yeah, then. No, Dirk tried to hit him with the backpack and it fell out a window. No, no, it fell out the door. Okay. Dirk opened the door and tried to throw Monty out of it. Yes. After Monty knocked away his gun. Mm-hmm. Then they wrestled over the bag. The bag flew out the window. Okay. Or flew out the door. I missed um, the hint Dirk trying to throw got the gun. The Monty thing. pushed it away. That yeah. shot the dash. The yeah. plane went down. I just tried to skim. I'm more of a 2% man myself, but you know. So, yeah, then um, Monty's basically just like, you know, like I, yeah, I'm starting to think it might be Tanner who is, mm-hmm. you know, behind all this. And Pole House is like, oh, yeah, no, I'm like, okay, that we can agree on. Mm-hmm. I also don't trust Tanner. She's alone. Mm-hmm. Also, her timeline makes no sense. Like, she was on her way here before, like, she was before Graham called mm-hmm. the Springfield office. Like, there was no flights, mm-hmm. there was no way for her to get here sooner like i checked all this stuff out she was already on her way and like all a missing agent counterfeit money and she doesn't bring a backup team like she is super suspicious yeah um this is also uh i don't know if it's been established previously but there's a like the phone was dirk's insurance policy uh there's tons of incriminating evidence on it um like contact info and everything like it's like uh it's like a classic jellyfish laptop yeah exactly if i'm going down you're going down with me yeah and we 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 more or less had that set up before but this really does yeah yeah this is is where you get it confirmed of like okay the appleberry is gonna be key yeah it's not just gonna be like a disposable phone um yeah that's the end of the episode isn't it yep we yep. just go out on Chris wrapping up things on the theme of trust, which is this episode. Here, Here's the thing. Before whatever it is that you're gearing up to say. Certainly nothing. <laughs> Chris starts out with saying, like, clearly Polehouse doesn't trust Monty or Tanner. And I'm like, wait, no, no, no. no. He totally trusts Monty. What are you talking about? Yeah. That whole scene was like him and Monty being on the same page. It like literally he just is, happened. He is a like generally skeptical man, but he's not unreasonable. Like mm-hmm. I think I think he trusts him. Maybe he won't down the line, but at this point, I feel like he trusts Monty. 
Oh, yeah, he totally trusts Monty. Uh, yeah, th- and the the whole theme is, like, basically judging people by their fruit rather than, you know, like, judging people by their actions rather than what they say, um, which is, is true. And if you can't tell if something's good or bad, you need to look at how it compares to the Bible, which is... That's a soapbox that I could get on that I don't need to right now, but, it, you know how we interpret the Bible is a complex thing uh, and kind of whitewashing it and just telling people to like, well, what does the Bible say? You, you're right. Okay, cool. Um, we won't question it or, or anything that goes behind it. And you know, the negative outcomes are surely not re- related to this. Uh, yeah. And it's, 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 it's a little frustrating just because, you know, judging people in general, I'm, I'm not a big fan of um, and judging people and their actions is a very good way to protect yourself um especially and and, and if you're a child yeah i suppose it is priority to to protect yourself um but you know this show is us listening to them as adults and so it's fair for me to say that you know there are times when you need to be concerned about protecting yourself and see people's actions as red flags uh but then you also have to understand that everybody has bad days and everybody has actions that don't really uh, line up who they, yeah, are. who they are and who they want to be and like who they're actually working towards becoming for um, sure and you also like just i don't know just just because there's certain actions or whatever doesn't mean like okay now just ditch that person like yeah exactly and that's and that's like, the it's, it's, problematic right. yeah result of this sort of like right. as soon as they it's, mess up we out you right. know it's, we just can't right. trust it's classic like odyssey simplification but i think as we go on with this series we will get to explore some of the complexities there yeah and yeah i mean it's odyssey it's always going to be black and white mm-hmm. but they at least give people opportunity to you know pole house is a gruff jerk who can totally be trusted and is on like yeah the right side of yeah. this whole thing yeah, and and Wally is a guy that is actually trying his best to be a better person. Right, even um, if, yeah. We do get some complex characters represented, especially in this arc. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, that's that's kind of where where I'm going to tap out as yeah. far as uh, us. If, yeah. Honest honest thoughts uh, on the episode? Like it? Love it? Hate it? Solid. Solid, yeah. Don't like it as much as I did last episode. But it is still a good episode, and it's just, like, continuing to advance the plot. Mm-hmm. And we get really good Katrina stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun to finally get Monty and to start putting together some of the pieces. I'm amazed how many pieces were put together this episode. Yeah, And definitely. I'm excited to see where we go. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, do you have any plugs? I, no, I've got nothing. Yeah, I am uh, plug-free. All right. Well, then with all that being said, let's uh, let's get out of here and uh, we will talk to you folks next week when we discuss episode 683, The Green Ring Conspiracy, part five. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at wadfamchalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. 
The Green Ring Conspiracy Part 4 was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sable and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Chocolate.